at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. We're going to talk tennis now, but let me just remind you, if you missed the score today, that Orlando Pirates beat Amazulu by a goal to nil in the only league match of the day. Um, Gabadino Mango with the goal there in Orlando. But French Open starts on Sunday and no better person to speak to than our favorite tennis analyst, uh, Bruce Davidson. Bruce, good evening again from us. Thank you for sp- giving us some of your time on SAFM. Good to be on the show. Thanks to be, son. Thanks, Bruce. It's back to his traditional dates, maybe a week later, I think. Do you prefer it like that or was the September French Open good for you? No, I think it's, uh, you know, this, uh, this uh, uh, Roland Garros marks a slow return to normality in the tennis world. And I like this usual date, um, you know, of this May-June slot, which has been reinstated. Um, it just it is a good time of year. I've been to the French Open a number of times and, and, and the spring is a far better um, option than the, the autumn. We did see how they struggled the players last uh, year when we played late in, in the year. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the May-June slot is, is really a good one. But I must just say, before we carry on to Bisa, um there's going to be um, a, a, a significant change um, in the courts which could be affected by the weather. There has been mm-hmm. climate change and the dry and sunny conditions make a foster uh, ball through the air and the bounce is high, a cold and damp uh, weather, and they're expecting both over the next two weeks, uh, means if it's a cool and damp, there's a slow, slow uh, ball moving through the air, air and a lower bounce. Now, Rafael Nadal prefers the cool and damp conditions. The dry and sunny conditions are preferred by Novak Djokovic. We must remember there's new night sessions. Never before in the history of Roland Garros mm. have there been night sessions, which means there's going to be cool and damp conditions for some of the players. And there are now roofs over the two major courts, which means that if the roof goes on, it's going to play foster. So this is going to play a significant role in who's going to achieve well um, on the dirt in Roland Garros. Okay, well, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I was about to ask you, and I ask you this every single year, can anyone beat Rafael Nadal in, in, in Paris? But does it mean it's going to be a bit tougher for him now? I think, you know, he is the king of Roland Garros. He's going for his 14th championship title. And let's put that in perspective for the listeners. If Rafael Nadal wins the French Open this year, he's won 14 Roland Garros titles. And that's as many as Pete Sampras Grand Slams he won in total in his career. It's quite an amazing feat. He is definitely the favorite. He's looking very good. He won in Barcelona. He didn't have uh, the baddest of runs going into... um, um, uh, you know, the, the French Open. I think he's the hot favorite. There's no doubt uh, that he's going to be challenged. There's some good kids of the block coming through. Novak is his biggest uh, threat. Mm. Um, and, you know, with Nadal not seeded number two, uh, both uh, him and Novak could potentially meet before the final. And that would be a blockbuster match. Um, and I don't think either of them would have would would like that. But it is very possible because uh, Nadal is not going to be seeded two. He's seeded three. Whoa. And 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 I saw the draw today. Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer in the same half of the draw. How's that? Well, this was a potential because I told you, you know, Novik um, and 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 Nadal one and three respectively. Mm. So they are on the same side of the draw. And then, of course, you must remember Roger Federer. It's his first time playing a Roland Garros since 2019, and uh, you know he could potentially. If he does win in Paris, and he's won there once before, he could win a double Grand Slam uh, run um, like Novak could. If Novak 
um, uh, wins his second Roland Garros title this year. He would be the first man in the Open era to achieve the double career Grand Slam, having won each major at least twice. And the last person that did that was Rod Lave in 1969. But you're quite right. That side of the draw is going to be dynamic. And that's what I said. It's not easy. Rafael Nadal is going to have to pull up all the stops to win his 14th crown. And what's that record again? Is it, is it 100 wins and two losses? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's an incredible feat. And, um, and, and, and I tell you something. Uh, he, when he walks into Roland Garros, he owns it. There's an, you know, I don't know if you ever met Nelson Mandela or, 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 or was ever in his presence, but when he walked into the room, mm. there was something weird and crazy about mm. the atmosphere. And that's exactly what Nadal commands when he's at Roland Garros. And I must be honest, and I, I know it, 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 I shouldn't be saying this, but the, but the tournament directors do favor the order of play when it comes to Rafael Nadal mm-hmm. before they decide to send it out. They phone him and they say, listen, are you happy with your slot here? There? Mm. So Nadal will play, play. He's the king of play there. And, you know, for them to have him winning again will be huge, huge uh, media interest. So he's going to have a little bit of a favoritism as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I can tell you something, it's not going to be easy, especially when you see some of the other kids coming through, like mm. uh, Stefan Atisbas, you know, uh, Dominic Tim. These mm. guys all play. Kasper Root, I'm, 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 I'm putting him Kasper as an Root. outsider. Kasper Root, That's 22-year-old from Norway, got to the semis of Monte Carlo, Madrid final, Geneva. I mean, you, you know, if you get to the, the Monte Carlo semis and you get to the final of Madrid, you're going to be a dangerous man. Stefan Tsitsipas won Monte Carlo a couple of weeks ago. Remember, Alexandre Zarev is in top form. Um, Yannick Sinner, another one. Mm. Um, this is really going to be a very, very interesting uh, Roland Garros this year. And I'm going to make a note of that because the one time you tipped Dominic Tim, he went all the way. I think he reached the final that year. Well, he's, yeah, Tim, Tim was a runner-up in 2018 and 2019. Yes. And he has a shot. But I must say, his clay court form this year, uh, to be says, has not been great. So, you know, I think he's he's going to have it more difficult than the others. But remember the name, Casper Root, and remember the name, Yannick Sinner. These two are dangerous out there on the clay. Okay. And has Dominic um, Thiem slipped off a little bit? Because I remember even for the, that US Open he won last year, you said we must watch out for him. But he's, he's, he, he, he can't seem to find that form again. It's COVID. COVID oh. has really played a big role in a lot of these players' form. You know, they haven't had the same schedules. They've been restricted in the way they can play matches. Um, and, you know, this is a big worry, especially for someone like a Serena Williams, who really would like to get that 24th Grand Slam title. Mm. She hasn't got enough matches under her belt to go in there confidently. It's all very well going and playing, hitting balls and practice, but matches are really what makes a difference. And a lot of these players, like Dominic Team, rely on a lot of matches to get match, uh, to get uh, uh, smart on court and, and really be at peak form. And they just haven't had enough matches. Okay, Bruce, and just back to Nadal. He is seeking his 21st Grand Slam title. He'll overtake Roger then, who's on 20. Then Djokovic is on 18. Is this how this, this, this grace will be separated at the end of their careers? Well, you know, Roger Federer, you know, I, I was quite, quite disappointed when I saw his uh, press conference the other day. And he said in a quote, I know I will not win the French mm. Open. And whoever thought I would or could win it is wrong. So, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, Federer is going to win in, in, in Paris with that type of attitude. Mm. He's got a shot at, uh, on the grass. We all know he loves Wimbledon. And we know he's got a shot at the, uh, at the U.S. Open more on the grass. 
And I think I think that uh, Nadal, you know, has got one or two more Grand Slams in him. I really believe it. And not only at Roland Garros, I think he could win the US Open this year, the way he's playing. So I think it is going to end like that. But we must remember that Novak Djokovic is, has a two-year advantage with these other guys. Uh-huh. And, and he might do something in three years and, and win, you know, four slams in a row. He's mm. capable of doing that. So it is, it's quite, quite tight up, up there. And, but, you know, this is what these big guys are playing for. They're not playing for the winner $1.7 million uh, pr- first prize at Roland Garros. They're playing for titles. They're playing mm. for honor. They're playing for records because they've done it all. They've got all the, all, the, all the accolades, but now they just want to go one step better in many cases. And do we have our South Africans in the men's field? Yes, what a luck. Did you know that Stan Warinka, who would have been played his 16th consecutive, made his 16th consecutive appearance in Paris, mm-hmm. he pulled out the 2015 uh, champion because yes. of injury. And guess who took his spot? Kevin Anderson. Wasn't that a luck? <laughs> so Kevin Anderson didn't have to qualify. He's into the main draw. He joins Lloyd Harris in the main draw. And the only other South African would be uh, Raven Claassen in the doubles. Yeah. And how's their form? Or what do you expect from our guys at the French Open? <clears throat> well, you know, it's all to do with injury. Lloyd Harris and I spoke just uh, two days ago. and He said he's feeling pretty confident. Um, he was in Lyon. He's been pre- training hard. His wrist is much better because he really suffered after that great uh, run in Dubai. He mm. got a bruise on the wrist. His back was uh, niggling a little bit, but he says he's really feeling confident and he's had enough time to get over that. And Kevin Anderson is so relieved. He, well, he's not. He said to me, I'm not relieved having not had to qualify because it would have given me a few more matches, which I'm missing. But I, I'm glad that I'm into the main draw pro- proper. So, yeah, I, I think they, they're looking good. Injury is always Kevin Anderson's biggest enemy. Yeah. Um, Lloyd Harris, obviously. And but and I, what I like about Raven Clarkson is he's starting to find form with his new partner. And, and I think that they could and be... And McLaughlin. Done. Yes. And he's a Jap. You know, can you believe it? It's like, yes. you know, uh, the, when we see the French guys, the, the, the Boca going on to play for France, very similar situation. But um, but they are finding the groove. And, um, and but, but one thing Raven did tell me is, I'm not great on the clay. It's not my favorite. Give me grass. Give me hard court. Clay has always been a pretty tough one for him. And looking at the women's draw, Bruce, is it wide open again? We always seem to say that anybody can take it. Highly intriguing. You know, honestly, it's highly intriguing. 2019 champion Ashley Barty, 2020 champion Igor Swiatek. They, uh, you know, they're going to be drawn probably together. Um, and, and, you know, Igor is to me going to be the favorite. Mm. Um, uh, you know, his injury has put out Samana Halep, who was a yeah, two times yeah. runner-up and a champion in 2018. So that opens up the draw, you know. Um, and then there's another one that I'm, I'm looking at, Ariana Sabalenka. She's 11-2 on clay. Okay. 13 matches played, won 11 of them. She's won Madrid. She's in fine form. Coco Goff. Look how great yes, she's been yes, playing. Yes, yes. Um, you know, she's had a really great clay court season, the 17-year-old. Quarterfinals, Charleston, semifinals, Italy, winning in Parma. And then, of course, the one that I'm putting a little bit of cash on is a Spaniard called Paula Badosa. And I've been tipped off by the Nadal camp that she's someone to watch out there. But it's going to be a very interesting one. Um, but I do think that uh, Paula Badosa's got an outside chance. Inga Swatik is going to, to me... Um, defend the title. Which always seems so hard to do to defend the women's title at the French Open, eh? 
it is difficult, but if you're playing the way Inga is playing at the moment, it's not a problem. You know, and that's why a person like Serena Williams is going to have a, 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 a really big problem because she hasn't played enough matches. There haven't been enough tournaments because of COVID for them to get out and just go and play matches. Mm. And each of the tournaments that has been uh, on the calendar has been so tough because there's so few of the regular tournaments. There's not a choice each week. You basically have to play where the tournaments are being played because each country has their own stipulations when it comes to lockdown. You mentioned Ashley Barty. How's her form going into the tournament? Looking good. You know, she's won there 2019, as I said. She's looking good. She's feeling confident. Um, and I think she's got a, an outside chance because, you know, she's world number one. She's, mm. she's really cool and she's going to go in there with confidence. If you've won the tournament, um, you know, you, you go there as a defending champion um, or a former champion. And, you know, you've got a lot of confidence because you've, you've won on the dirt. So, you know, all those past winners always have that slight advantage, you know, having, you know, won at Roland Gross and knowing what it's like to, 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 to play on that big stage. Oh. And then there is Naomi Osaka. Firstly, before we talk about a tennis, she's decided not to do interviews at Roland Garros this, this, um, this year. What do you make of that? I don't think it's right. I think there's a, well, I know there is a definite inquiry into it, which has been lodged by not the WTA tour. Mm-hmm. The Women's Tennis Association are protecting it. It's the ITF who actually own the French Open with the French Tennis Federation. They've put in an inquiry into um, this, uh, be, this type of statement and behavior because there is a clear, clear mandate to every single player that mm-hmm. you are obliged uh, before a tournament and after each match to conduct a press interview if it is requested by media. If media don't request it, you don't have to. But she's Naomi Osaka. She's uh, the highest paid female athlete um, in the game. And, um, you know, there's going to be, uh, there's a contingent of about 25 to 30 uh, French, uh, Japanese media that travel around the world with her. So mm-hmm. she's going to have those questions asked. So I don't know what her, her story is. She isn't in great form. She hasn't been playing that well. Um, but, you know, divas are divas, and that's the way divas behave, you know. And what do you make of her reasoning that I think she said she wants to protect her, her, her mental health? Or it's uh, mental health, know, it's mental I, health I, you know, related. She, but she is, listen, she's a bit of a crazy, crazy uh, chick, I can tell you right now. And she's got some very strong... Her agent is the same agent that manages Kevin Anderson. And, and when I, I was just wanting to speak to Kevin and I spoke to Stuart Duggett to, to just get some information for you guys before uh, you know mm. Kevin went on to court and I got all the inside info that he had got into the main draw, he was just saying to me, his hands are full with knowing yourself and he feels mm. a little bit bad for Kevin because he's been neglecting him a little bit because Naomi is, you know, is really keeping, uh, you know, the, 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 the IMG camp very, very busy. That's the way she is. She's, she's got these crazy ideas. Um, you know, she's decided not to stay in the, uh, an official hotel. She's booked an Airbnb, oh. uh, you know, all different things. Um, and you see, the problem is she would she would desperately love to win in, in Roland Garros. You know, these are these are important uh, titles, Grand Slams. So they do behave a bit crazy when it comes to them. And but Naomi Osaka is is just another in an, uh, another planet. I can tell you now. She's I've met her a couple of times, and even with her boyfriend, could hear the, the you know the rapper and that. They 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 they're different animals. I can tell you right now. They're rock stars, Bruce. That's what they're called. Finally, you <laughs> did touch on Serena. She's been chasing that twenty um, fourth Grand Slam title now. 
Can she do it, or how do you see? How far do you see her going? I don't know if she can do it in Roland Garros. I think she's still got a chance at Wimbledon. I think the U.S. Open, but I don't know. I don't think she's played enough matches on the clay. She, her form isn't great. We lost two first rounds. Um, I know she's been really practicing hard. She's had a couple of juniors doing practice matches against her. It's not easy on the clay, and especially as I said in the opening of our interview, how different it's going to be this year with the roof, the new roof, you know, and the the the, the, the weather. Uh, conditions expecting to be dry and sunny on some days, cool and damp on other days, night sessions. All of this plays a big, big role um, in, in how things happen. A lot of players don't like playing at night. And we've seen this uh, on the whole clay court season going into Paris, where they've had to play in the evening because of this COVID um, you know, situation. And boy, oh boy, some of the players go out there and they look like rookies when they're on the court after after sunset. Um, especially on the clay. It's not normal. There's very seldom tournaments in the world where uh, you you play after sunset on the clay because it changes the conditions so dramatically. And what could happen to Serena, she could be in a great situation at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the evening and it goes to three sets and all of a sudden, on come the lights, change of weather, ball slows down and all of a sudden it spins out of control. Okay, Bruce, always a pleasure talking to you. You've given us some interesting names here. Kaspar Ruud, Sabalenka, and Paula Badoza. I'm going to look out for them then. But thanks for your time, Bruce. Always a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And do follow him on uh, social media there, uh, Brucey. Uh, what's his Twitter handle again? Oh, well, I just forgot. I'm going to find it, though. Uh, but that's Bruce Davison. Brucey B-L-D. And let's apologize for the use of the word chick, guys. We are trying to move on with the times here. Now, um, these are players, these are professional players, so we need to respect that. So we apologize on his behalf there.